Hey, business building warrior, it's Jim, Silent Sales Machine Radio, back with another episode. I have a guest today that we'll be bringing on just a moment. If you're watching on YouTube, this is a good time to remind you that most of our episodes aren't actually on YouTube. If you look at the whole scope of all the shows we've recorded, they're audio only. Well, today's the video, obviously, if you're on YouTube, you knew that, but I just want to make sure you know that if you go to silentgym.com, you can see a lot of the episodes that you've been missing. But today is a real treat. We've got a gentleman in our community. He's always popping in with helpful tips and updates and screenshots of his progress. He's been selling on the internet since the 80s. He's seen it all, tried it all, done it all, heard all the pitches, saw the scams come and go. And he says in his own words today, a couple different occasions, there's nothing like the proven Amazon course. It's the best course out there. This is what finally got him excited, as excited as he gets. You're going to see what I mean in a minute. He's just a laid back, no nonsense, plain spoken guy. Hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's how it's working. Here's all the details. He's making, get this, I did my math right. I did it quickly during the episode today. About $600 or more per hour net profit working his business because he only works a few minutes a day. He's built a beautiful system. He's working between 15 minutes to an hour or so a day, he says. He's found some very creative ways to build the replens business model that he's heard about from our community. Again, he went through the proven Amazon course replens training. He launched into finding underserved ASINs on Amazon. And if you're new around here, let me explain what I mean by that. If you've been around, you probably know what I meant when I said that. But let me tell you what an underserved ASIN is on Amazon. That's what Ed does, our guest. So an underserved ASIN is a listing on Amazon that isn't getting enough attention. It's an easily sourced product that's being sold on a listing that doesn't have enough attention from sellers. Meaning maybe there's two or three profitable sellers there, but they're almost running out of stock or are running out of stock frequently. Or maybe it's 10, 20, 30 sellers, but they're all making a nice profit on an easily sourced product. Could be a three-pack or a single unit of an item. That's irrelevant. The type of item, the category on Amazon is irrelevant. We teach you how to find underserved ASINs on Amazon and then begin serving those ASINs alongside the other sellers who are already there in many cases. Most cases, actually, there's other sellers. That's a huge opportunity. If you go back in time over the past couple hundred episodes of this podcast, the vast majority of them are people talking about success with that exact model, scaling to the point where they never see or touch their inventory even in many cases. They've got partners or someone else they're paying to handle the inventory, to do those moving parts, and they've got an automated system, much like what our friend Ed today has. Again, no exaggeration. He says he works 15 minutes to an hour a day. He's automated his systems. He shares a lot of the tools that he's using, a lot of resources. You might be scribbling down some notes and some things that he says today. This is one of these fascinating guys with a great story. No nonsense. Like I said, straight to the point. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing his story and how he's built this incredible business. So before we jump over and meet Ed, one last reminder, if you're ready to start building your story using Amazon creatively the way that we've taught thousands of others to do, ProvenAmazonCourse.com is all you're going to need. Our replens course is there. It's the only way to get it. Go through the training. It'll step you through as you grow. It'll open up all the other opportunities to you as well over time. You're going to benefit greatly. Just wait and hear what Ed has to say about all of this. Let's meet him right now. So Mr. Ed Newman, welcome to the show. 
Hi, Jim. How are you doing? I'm blessed, my friend. Thank you. How are you? Fantastic. It's great to have you here, man. I want to get right into your story. Let's go. I'm excited to learn. Okay. I've been around this business uh, for a pretty long time. In fact, I'm probably one of the older ones that's been in the business. I sold my first thing online and I made a bunch of notes here so I can remember it. My first thing sale I made online was in 1980. So it was uh, way before most of you people here in your thing are probably selling stuff online. That was some stuff for the Radio Shack TRS-80 and the Commodore VIC-20. And I, I sold I might, it on... Uh, I might I impress you with the how I can nerd out about that stuff. And those are some of the first <laughs> machines I owned. Oh, okay. Do you, do you happen to remember uh, the Commodore 64? It was a Commodore VIC-20. I, do, I did yeah. sell the stuff for the, the 64, but by the 64, they came with, uh, I think, the floppy disk then. So the, the uh-huh. cassette wasn't as popular, which is yeah. what I used to sell. We had to ship these cassettes to the people because if people were to download this stuff at 300 baht, it would literally take two weeks for them to download this stuff. And <laughs> right. I don't I know what the, the, their oh. internet charges would have been for something like that because you had to pay per minute back in those days. Oh, yeah. So, it was it was crazy. Yeah. yeah but so, I, but I, I did a lot of programming. I was nerding out in high school, man, on those okay. things. Do you remember the Rainbow Magazine by any chance? Yeah. I don't think I ever had it, but I'd see, I, I would pick up issues of it like yeah. at uh, some of the stores from time the to programmers, time. Programmers. I was in there many times programming okay. articles. Uh, yeah. There you go. Okay, yeah, so, so yeah, we have similar backgrounds, similar then. roots. Yeah, similar yeah, yeah. nerd roots. Yeah, I, I, we remember I what it sounded like to in, connect to the internet. I graduated with a degree in electronics and computer science, so I had some of that stuff in there. Yeah, for sure, man. Oh, that's great. So we got similar roots. Been doing it a while. You you actually sold something online well before I did, though, for sure. So you've seen the landscape, and I'm excited. But I didn't make a ton of money selling that. I probably made oh, like twenty it, bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks every month or something. <laughs> well, sure. But you were selling stuff. I claim the fame. People... Yeah. So you were answering questions like, is this safe? Is this legitimate constantly? Like until the mid nineties, that's was the question everybody had, right? Like, I don't know if I can trust the internet. <laughs> so, well, what... That was, that was even like pre-internet. That was when they used to be BBSs and stuff like that. Yeah, Just the bulletin boards. And the and then chat, like AOL chat came rooms. out. Then the internet kind of came out after that. Yeah. Anyway, I was doing that. And then, uh, I had a computer store and we used to fix and repair computers and then eBay came out and eBay was just like the perfect place to sell like used computer parts. And I had a partner in the business and the partner would like run the computer store and I would just sell stuff on eBay. Uh, I love doing that. I didn't have to deal with the customers. I'm not a people person. I could stay in the background and just uh, do some programming. Uh, I went to, uh, you you had asked some girl on one of the previous things if she went to any of the eBay lives. I was at the eBay live at New Orleans and the eBay live at Las Vegas. And I also went to an eBay developers conference, which I believe was in Las Vegas. I'm not really sure. Most of them were. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so we would have possibly crossed paths at a couple of those. Probably, probably. I mean, at least in the same event, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they had tens of thousands of people there at the time. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I remember the, the New Orleans Convention Center was just crazy how long that thing was. Then they got sunk by Katrina, but so, so that right, kind of right. died out. So then uh, I kind of did eBay full-time for 10 years. That's Pretty much all I did at the store was just uh, sell stuff on eBay and uh, you had to ship everything yourself on eBay. So that was kind of a pain. And in 2012, I left the store and started doing affiliate marketing, which I still kind of do a little bit today. But the Amazon stuff's kind of taken over that stuff. I enjoy the Amazon stuff way more than the affiliate marketing stuff because in the Amazon stuff, I mean, you're, you're, you promote, if you promote Amazon to somebody, that's something that the average person can do. Where in most of the affiliate marketing stuff, you're, you're promoting like, I don't know what you would say, but make money online kind of stuff. And people like aren't really, unless they really commit themselves, they're not really going to make any money with that. But almost anybody can do Amazon and make money. And when they do you know, follow your course and your materials, it gives them a huge jumpstart to, uh, to be able to do that kind of stuff. 
So yeah, I was doing affiliate marketing. And then in uh, 2014, I took a, an Amazon FBA course. And unfortunately, I didn't really do anything with it. I read through the stuff. I sounded good, but I never really took action. And I wish I did because I'd be much further ahead than I am now if I had done that. But I didn't. Then 2016, I started doing, do you remember Amazon used to have a program where you could sell the textbooks to Amazon? Oh, of course. Yeah, they would buy it directly from you. Exactly. It was so much easier. You could just look up and see, hey, well, if I get this book, I'm absolutely going to sell it for $29.95. So I took out all the guesswork. It took out all the time. You get paid like literally the day that Amazon received the book. You know, yeah. The only downside to that is you didn't get paid in cash. You got paid in gift cards. But you, know, you can always find enough stuff to buy on Amazon. So I did that. That worked okay for a while. Then I switched to selling books, FBA. That didn't really go as well. I ended up going to a lot of local bookstores and buying books that really had no value. Even though they seemed like they had value, they didn't really have value. So I did that for maybe another year or so, but I got out of doing that. Then I tried drop shipping. Drop shipping, I mean, it was working. That was in 2018. I tried drop shipping. Mm-hmm. It was working okay for a while, but I got stuck with the mental thing about somebody receiving a a box with a Walmart name on it. And sometimes they would receive, even Walmart would still leave the receipt in there. And, you know, the thing would say they paid $10 for it. And I sold it to them for $29.95. So I kind of had a kind of mental thing with yeah. the, it, you the get a lot of complaints and Amazon frowns on it and Walmart frowns on it. And Back in a, those days, that there's a lot more. Upon it Back then, much, maybe not yeah, as much. Yeah. Now, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I didn't really do it. Then in 2020, I uh, took a wholesale course, which was that's based on, and I guess there's two kinds of wholesales. There's a wholesale where you're dealing with the brand and there's a wholesale where you're dealing with distributors. And I guess I didn't really understand the difference. Mm. And that was all about dealing with brands and having to talk to them on the phone. I'm not a person that likes to talk to anybody on the phone. So that didn't really work out for me. And then somehow, I don't know how I ended up, but I ended up picking up Jimmy Smith's RA Replenish course and access to his Facebook group. And again, like most of the other things I've done, didn't do anything with it. Bought the thing, sat on my uh, hard drive. Then one day I'm, you know, I'm looking at my credit card bills. What the hell is this, this credit card charge or recurring credit card charge? So I, cause it, it came from a name that didn't like make any sense to me. I forget what it was, but I Googled the name and it's this, and I, I ended up getting back to the Facebook group and I go, Oh well, yeah, I bought this thing. And then I think the reason why I really didn't do anything with it, cause it was called like replenish. And I was thinking replenish was like toilet paper and soap and you know, that kind of stuff, as opposed to something being replenishable to me as a seller, I was thinking as something being replenishable to someone as the buyer. So anyway, right. before I canceled this thing, I figured I would go through the course. So I went through the course and it's the whole, the RA replenish course just clicked to me. That just made sense. Just instead of having to go out and buy books, just buy a new book every day, a new book every day or drop shipping where you're having a different thing every day. Now all I got to do is I got to find a couple items and just keep replenishing them. That seemed like such an easy thing. And I started doing that, mostly doing uh retail arbitrage, going to the stores and stuff like that. And, uh, that worked okay. I was making money. I was enjoying it, but I'm not really a guy who likes going to stores. I'll tell you that. I know when, when you're talking about it, you love going around to the stores and scanning stuff or looking stuff up on the phone. And eh, it wasn't that. I, I kind of almost felt embarrassed at the store. I'd be looking at people, be looking at me. It's like, uh, that was not for me. But, you know, the, the whole technique was working and I was making money. But then I started, I switched over to OA just doing the online version of that. And that's something that I, uh, I really enjoy doing. Let me take a moment here, just make sure we're keeping everyone up to speed. Okay. I'm, thoroughly enjoying this journey. You're very matter of fact. <laughs> I love your, your presentation styles. Like, yeah, okay, this well, is how good. it is. This is what happened. You know, no questions, right? All right, let's keep going. I love it. You're just like plowing through what I think is going to be a pretty fascinating story to a lot of people because you've, you've been there, done that. You've seen it all, you know, of all the programs you've purchased and tried, you've seen a thousand come across your desk that you yes. recognize as like, the oh, wholesale, that's the wholesale one I paid $2,400 for didn't do anything with that. 
And the one that I got from Jimmy, which I think was $29 when I bought it, that's the thing that turned the whole thing for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and we pride ourselves on, you know, the proven Amazon course is where the replens is tucked in. Correct. And I think it's very valid to compare it to some of the courses that cost thousands of dollars, especially when we start absolutely, hearing from, absolutely. you know, you're just one of I hundreds spent, of people. I've spent that, thousands of dollars on courses and that's definitely the best course that I've, that's the thing that got me going. It, mm-hmm. it was the most common sense. And like you talk about like the private label stuff, I, I didn't, never really got involved in that, but you know, all that stuff is out there for thousands of dollars where twenty nine ninety five or whatever will get you going on something that's just, you know, doable for most people. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, absolutely. The, the best thing about the pack stuff is if you apply it, it will work. It's very hard to make it not work unless you don't do it. Yeah. I mean, you see people post on Facebook, they can't find stuff, but you just got to keep at it. Eventually you're going to find stuff. Well, I, I love to to give listeners a new vantage point and maybe a you know different perspective on describing what is the replens model. You already identified one of the most common misconceptions. People think, well, I'm only going to be selling things that people buy over and over again. Toilet paper, vitamins, you know, their favorite shampoo, same customer buying. Like they, that's what they think replens are when they first hear it. That's not what it is. It's stuff that you replenish. But let's say you're running into a high school friend and he's like, hey, man, you do some stuff on this. Explain this Amazon replen thing to me. Like if you had to break it down in your own words, I always love hearing the different perspective okay. and you're explaining it to a friend and you want him to go explore it. You're not going to teach him how to do it. You're just going to explain, how does this work? What are we doing here? What's your elevator pitch summary of the Amazon replen model? Okay. Basically, it's, it's something that I can go to the store and buy today. And if I sell out of it, I go back and buy it tomorrow. If I sell out of it, I go back next week and buy more of it. It's not going down like the discount aisles or the what's on sale. You know, like, like you mentioned a lot, if, if you happen to be there, maybe scan the thing because there's 20 bucks laying around there. I mean, maybe I'm not really, like, I don't go to the retail stores anyway anymore. So that doesn't right. even come into play usually. And I, I, when I search for stuff online, usually those sale things, don't come up the way that I search for them. So that, that's not something that comes into my, the way that I do some. However, you know, if, if you're at the store and you see something that's not, and it's great if you could find your replenishable items that are on sale, because that's just making you more money. That Those are not the things that I target. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be waiting on sales and clearances and constantly on the Easter egg hunt. Those of us who did eBay for so long, that's the best analogy I've come up with. Is it felt like an Easter egg hunt. Sometimes you found these incredible winners and you were super excited. Then you'd go three weeks at a time and nothing exciting happened. See, my, <laughs> my eBay and, experience was a little bit different than that just because I owned a computer store and I was selling Yeah, stuff you had a steady had stream of repeat anyway. sellable yeah, products. Exactly. We were just taking apart old computers that came in and selling the parts because people always needed it. You know, it's yeah. the same thing as like used car parts, you know, yep. that was in computers. Back in those days, nowadays, no one deals with computer parts. You can buy a whole new computer for $200. So. Yeah, exactly. The margins are, are super thin on tech. Yeah. But yeah, so that, I thought that was a great explanation, a great summary of what the model is. I appreciate that. So let's get into what your business looks like, what your routine, how many uh, ASINs do you have? See where how I many, finished how many products you selling? Okay, I'm selling about uh, 250 uh, active uh, ASINs right now. Uh, I also I started uh, uh, I switched from kind of like doing I'm still doing the OA, but I'm switched a little bit to dealing with distributors and now that will ship directly to Amazon. So I, at one point I posted a picture in the Facebook group of my messy living room. In fact, you even asked me if you could use that picture for something. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I did. I used it. That's right. That was you. <laughs> so yeah. So my living room has has been a total disaster. So. When I went to ASD the uh, last time it was out there, I kind of tried to pick up some distributors that will ship directly to Amazon for me. So that kind of eliminates me having to. I mean, I still are re- replenishing, still replenishing profitable ASINs that I have in the past, but I'm not actively looking for new OA type of uh, 
ASINs. I'm more trying to buy from distributors. They'll ship directly to Amazon just because I like to travel. I like to do stuff. And having stuff coming to my house is just always a pain. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah. even today, just like I said, I'm not completely out of the oil, but even today I had FedEx come, I had Amazon come, I had UPS come. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's well, a never that, ending. It, just so folks know, you know, we have many options, you know, there, you just presented two great options. There's other options in between. You can have a neighbor that does all it. You can use a prep center that does all of it. That's how people who live outside the United States are doing all these things in buying and selling in the U S there's numerous options for sure. Besides, filling your living room with boxes, but yes. nothing wrong with that model either. No. I mean, you know, if you're in, if you're in all in, you know, all in, we're going to run this business from our house. We're going to do this, figure this out. Yeah. You may go through that phase and nothing wrong with it, but yeah, it sounds like you've kind of, you've tested a few different uh, options here. So we, you mentioned ASD. That's of course a big event that happens in Las Vegas a couple times a year. I've spoken there and it's a lot of uh, vendors with products to sell and distributors and brands bringing their stuff to the market. Their typical I think the typical buyer there is like, um, or at least it used to be like the big retail stores. Like, hey, what are we going to fill our shelves with this next season? And they go and they find their product. A lot of resellers are starting to go there now too, e-commerce, Amazon sellers. But you're building, I want to dive a little bit more into that, Ed, if you don't mind. Okay. You mentioned you found a few distributors. What kind of conversations do you have? What'd you look for? And specifically, I want to make sure we emphasize that, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not bringing new products to the market. No. You are finding underserved ASINs. I've never created an ASIN before, right. nor do I know how to. Yeah. <laughs> You're just finding underserved ASINs and selling against them. That's the difference between Amazon and eBay. On eBay, you have to create the listing. And it looks like nowadays, you even have to do a lot more than you had to do in the past before you could just have a simple text description where now they got all kinds of attribute fields and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. But, but anyway, eBay just had to, you know, you created your own listing where on Amazon, you just join someone else's listing with a couple of clicks usually. You know. Yep. Yep. And it, you're finding underserved listings. So let's say you go up to one of these booths at ASD and they've got their product line and, you know, what do you do? And people can do this virtually too. You don't have to actually sure. go to ASD. The, these kind of shows happen virtually. They're online. You can get the catalog from events. Actually, we've got a, before I turn you loose on that question, there's a mini course inside the Proven Amazon course. One of the mini modules we have, it's called um, Trade, trade show, show, no show. show, right? It's how to get all the catalogs from all these great trade shows that actually happen to go. Right. And then you start your sourcing journey from there. But yeah, keep it going. So the first thing I ask them is, do you sell to Amazon uh, resellers? Because I want to get that out of the way. I don't, I'm not trying to fake anybody, pretend that I'm selling on Amazon. If they don't want to sell to Amazon, then I don't want to deal with them. So let's get that out of the way real quick. A lot of people don't. Probably like, it, it used, I hear it used to be really bad in the olden days, but nowadays it's probably 50-50 maybe, or maybe a little less than 50-50. But it, you know, how long does it take to ask them? Do you sell to Amazon resell? And the next question is like, what's your minimum order? quantity and what's your minimum order. Now I'm different than some of the other people probably in this, because even though I'm asking this question, I'm not really looking for a particular number. I actually want a high number. And some of them are like $2,500 because my theory is, well, if it's $2,500, there's probably not a lot of other Amazon sellers buying that thing. A lot of the people don't know too much about this. So they're looking for people that have a minimum order of like $100 or $500 or something like that. Right. That's something that I kind of look for. And then I look for to see if I can get a, uh, a price list uh, with UPCs and prices without having to go through the whole, giving them all my information to join them. Now that's where you, you get, not too many of them will allow you to do that, but some of them will. I was able to get price lists from a bunch of them uh, at ASD. And at night I would go back to the room, I would scan these things and I ended up uh, getting some deals. I spent $35,000 at ASD before I even left there, just buying stuff. 
Did you ship it all home? Where'd you put it? Yeah, unfortunately, all these things had special stuff. And I actually had a picture that I posted in the group showing like what all these boxes looked like because they went to the top of my door. That's what that was. And so you started thinking, hmm, I wonder if any of these guys would send it straight to Amazon for me. Yeah, I I did. That was one of the questions that I would ask them. Uh, Some of them would do that. Most of them wouldn't. None of the ones that had like good sales at the show would do that. You would have to like go back and talk to them afterwards, which I had planned on doing. But I kind of like found so many good distributors to deal with that I haven't really gotten back to do that again yet. But that's like on my list of things to do. Yeah. You wake up every day and there's 50 very profitable ways you could improve your business and it's going well. Like which one are you going to tackle? Right. I mean, that, that is really the, the journey of this business model. Yeah. Keep it going, man. So as you're meeting these distributors, you're talking to them, some of them ship to Amazon, some of them don't. How do you process that list? Let's say they say, yeah, here's the, here's the 800 products we sell. Yeah. And and the prices you said, you kind of scan them. What do you mean by that? If they give it to me like in a spreadsheet kind of file, I use tactical arbitrage. I just import them into tactical arbitrage and it just spits me out, you know, whatever, whatever's profitable and what's not profitable. And I only have to maybe look at maybe 50 ASINs or something like that and see, see if it's something that's resellable or not. That's looking only at the barcodes, which I don't want to dive into the weeds too far, but you could probably, have you ever done this yourself or maybe get a virtual assistant to look up those brand names one at a time and do a little bit of research? Or, or are you just hitting the list cold and just saying, just hey, if the, the barcode matches a winning ASIN on Amazon, I'm going to jump on it. Correct. That's what I do. Yeah. So you're going, you're digging an inch deep into a, a 15 foot deep opportunity here from my vantage point, because you know, we're doing the same thing with some of our lists too. Like I don't have the time, but you could pay a $4 virtual assistant to, you know, some of those that are immediate identified winners. Like, eh, let's see how many ASINs this winner appears on. Are there other ASINs besides the one that's easily scanned with a tool? Because a lot of winning ASINs don't have a barcode associated Correct. with them, right? So you have, that takes digging to find those. Not intense digging, but it takes time. Right. So you find a virtual assistant who's capable of doing those keyword research, like one of our proven replens VA. There's a little plug for our program. Are you using a VA yet? I have used VAs on and off throughout the years. But uh, as I had said before, that I'm kind of like a computer guy. So I do a lot of automation using computer programs and stuff like that. So I've always sure. found that the computer programs for me have worked uh, better than the VAs. Oh, you can now, plow through so much I'm data. I'm not saying with- there's not some things that a VA would be excellent to, to do for me. But I just don't really have enough work for them to make them you know, useful to me. Well, my theory is, Ed, I'd like to test this theory and see if I couldn't get you excited about having someone working four bucks an hour going through those lists that you've already plowed through for the, let's say, the low-hanging fruit. You've shaken the low-hanging fruit off the low branches. But if you give someone a stepladder and let them go up into those trees, there's a whole bunch more fruit on every one of those lists that you think you've kind of combed through already. You haven't. Because... The, the products that are winning, the brand, whatever that brand is, if you do a little search on that brand, maybe a couple of keywords, play around and scroll to page two, page three, page six of Amazon for that search phrase, you're going to find some gold, man. You're leaving a lot of gold on the table. That you could have someone while you sleep for four bucks an hour, finding, wake up to a list of 15, 20 ASINs every day. It's a good day. Really that you've already come that. through. I mean, I knew those were, th- were out there, but I didn't really, I never contemplated actually going and look at those things. Yeah, it's there, dude. I promise you. I almost okay. wanted to send you a free VA to prove prove a point so you can get you back on here and go, yep, well, you're actually, right. Dude. I actually have a VA that I can use. I just haven't given her anything in the past couple months or something like that. Do it, man. Do it and let me know how it goes. Okay. If she's good at doing, you know, that's what we train, the Proven Replens VA program. I'll stick a link in the show notes for those who don't know what I'm talking about. But that's what we train them how to do is not just the 
the easy research that a tool can do. Any tool can say, hey, I found a matching barcode and here, check this ASIN. But like I said, half, probably half the ASINs, half the listings on Amazon don't have a barcode. No, yeah. I've, I've noticed that before, yeah. Digging, you know? And, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess having a VA that actually knows how to do that can be beneficial also as opposed to absolutely. having to train somebody. <laughs> I, it's an easy 40% bump to whatever your numbers are. Easy. Okay. Because you've built the relationships, you've got the lists, and you've told us all how to do it too. Just another way. You know, every time I think we've kind of got a comprehensive list of all the ways to find new ASINs and, and do the replin model, I add another one on. I'm, we're probably up to 30 different strategies now. You've just identified another one that, you know, it's been there. We've never really talked about it, but it's right there. And by the way, ASD has thousands of booths and there's dozens of these shows all over the world any given, you know, month probably. (laughs) So it's not like we're going to crowd out ASD with this opportunity. It's the opportunity is just so expansive, but I mean, let's, let's keep your story going. Sorry to go into coaching mode there, but I think it benefits you. Uh, You gave me some, some good things to think about there. That's great. Hopefully. Hopefully, Let me see where I left off here. You're hitting ASD, you're filling your living room. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm a computer guy. So I try to automate as much as I can possibly do. I use tactical arbitrage along with some custom software to to pre and post prep the stuff for it. Going through all this stuff, I only end up spending probably 15 minutes to 60 minutes a day to do the, my whole business. I do it all by myself. There's no no VA, no shoppers, no nothing. So it's a very, very low time thing for me. How much time a day did you say? Sorry. Between 15 minutes and 60 minutes. 15 minutes to an hour a yeah, day. A day. Five, six days a week. Now that's, not, now that's not counting all the time I spend in your group answering questions. <laughs> we need to get you on the payroll. <laughs> no, you bring up a great point, though. We do have a lot of people that chip in a little bit here and there. You, I, I answer and, questions in there every day. Oh, I, I, man, I, I, and I so and appreciate occasionally it. I ask questions too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that's just the community. That's the culture we've built. It's like, wow, you guys have poured into me. All right, I, I'll bump back, and you learn a few things as you're answering ask answering those questions too. Right, right? you learn always something Absolutely. new to learn. Second and, takes on something. Yeah, I, I use a software called Joe Lister that uh, cross lists mm-hmm. all my items from uh, eBay or I mean from uh, Amazon to eBay. And I've also done that uh, recently. I've had some items that I've got like IP complaints on and yeah. I've been able to get the item pre-approved again, but then occasionally it got kicked off again. So what I've done is I've left the items stranded and I use Joe Lister to sell them on eBay. So when they sell on eBay, Amazon will ship them to the eBay customers. So that's a way that I can sell stuff that I can't sell on Amazon anymore. Without oh, me having to up. call it back and send it out to somewhere else. You just said something I've never heard before. I want to go back through. I've heard of Joe Lister, been around a long time. It's got its quirks, but a great solid tool. Exactly. And it, so you can list all your Amazon inventory on eBay. But you just said if something gets bumped into stranded because Amazon's saying, hey, you can't sell this and you put it stranded. If it sells on eBay, you don't bring it back to you and then send it to the customer. Are you saying you ship it directly from Amazon to the customer? Well, you Joe put the Lister return address as yes. the customer who bought it? I'm sorry. Do you sell it directly from Amazon Stranded to the customer who buys yeah, it on it, eBay? It, yeah, but it sounds like it's coming. It looks like it's coming from. It's just using uh, Amazon's multi-channel fulfillment stuff. The yeah. same way Joe Lister sells everything on Amazon. Everything right. is is shipped from me it's because but it's, it's stranded. It doesn't change anything. warehouse. Yeah, you don't have to bring it back. Is the point? Correct. Yeah, that's beautiful. Correct. I love it's it. good for the stranded things because, you know, it's a pain in the neck to bring it back and then have to wait to sell on eBay. I can just let it sit in Amazon stranded for, you know, sure, I don't want to let it sit because they're going to start charging me storage at one point. Right. But, you know, three months or something like that. And if it doesn't sell, then maybe I'll call it back or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a way for I could be selling it today as opposed to go through the whole 
you know, process to wait and stuff like that. Hey, quick interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I want to make sure you know about The Proven Conference coming up August 12th through 14th. 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. Join hundreds of your fellow business building warriors, the same people who listen to this podcast, the successful students you've heard interviewed, the coaches on our team. There's over 60 of them. We're all going to go, hundreds of us, to Louisville, Kentucky, August 12th through 14th. We want you there. Come hang out, be a part of this incredible community. We've done this several times in the past. It gets better every single time. It's unlike any other conference you've ever been to because the stage and all the breakout sessions are comprised of the great leaders and students from our own community. We don't bring in outside experts that you could go watch on YouTube anytime you want. Now, we are putting on stage the people that you'd love to meet face-to-face. It's an event unlike any you've ever attended. It will change your life. August 12th through 14th, 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. See the theprovenconference.com for details, theprovenconference.com. There's a link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to the program. But, you know, three months or something like that, if it doesn't sell, then maybe I'll call it back or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's way for what I could be selling it today as opposed to go through the whole you know, process to wait and stuff like that. That's phenomenal. Yeah, you really are diving into the systems. You mentioned tactical arbitrage, and I want to make sure and let everyone know that we've got, within a short time after this episode is live, right around the same time, we're going to be coming out with a new course and training on how to use that tool. If you go back and listen to podcast episode 431 with Leah Modlin, she built a half, just her, she calls herself a one mom show. She's on our coaching team now. She's building a course based on TA. We're going to have a great discount on tactical arbitrage on top of a unique system that she uses. She's, like I said, a one mom show. She's hoping to do about a million this year. She did half a million last year with a full-time job. She's full-time in Amazon now. And she's going to be actually doing a training session with uh, Jessica as well at the Proven Conference, which is coming up in August. I have a link to that in the show notes too. We're dropping a lot of stuff on people today. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure and get that out there. So people are like, hey, what's TA? Should I go buy tactical arbitrage? Well, we got a great discount in the course coming soon. So hang tight. But uh, yeah, beautiful, man. What, what other tools well, well, or what well, other strategies? Now you, that you mentioned that about coming up with a course. I would say that that's that's definitely a key thing because when I talk about tactical arbitrage and the groups and stuff, people say, oh, yeah, I tried that for 30 days. Didn't do anything for me. Tactical arbitrage is a very complex piece of software. You're yes. not going to figure out how to do it by yourself in 30 days. You need no. to take some training on it. Or you need to have someone show you exactly what to do. And I'll give you three tips about it that I made a note of right now. Beautiful. Since we're it. talking about tactical arbitrage. But whenever you do a... a a product search or a wholesale search, that means you're looking at a particular uh, supplier or a a vendor and you're going to search. Most people will just do like one normal search and see if stuff is profitable. My theory is you should be doing three searches for everything. You should be doing a normal search. You should be doing a a search just looking for uh, small and light items, which now that they bumped that thing up to uh, $10, there's a lot of stuff between $8 and $10 that you can make money on. Before when it was $8, that was kind of tough. But $10, I know from my distributors, there's a bunch of stuff that I found with TA that's profitable. Now at $10 using the small and light that was not profitable uh, before. So I use the, the TA to do that. And then I also look for uh, items that have sold within the past 90 days, but are out of stock on Amazon. So typically, if you look at a keeper graph, people aren't going to buy it because you know it's, it's, it's way up there. It has no, the rank is horrible, but you can use TA to find those items that bring those items back into stock. And those things can be goldmine. 
Because if it was you know, a hot seller three months ago, but no one has it now, and you have you have access to it, that's that's something you want to jump on because you're going to be the only seller on it for some period of time. Yeah, Those that's my- a good skill to learn if you can look at a Keepa chart. And we're dropping some terms. If you're new around here, I'll keep you up to speed. Keepa, go back and listen to podcast episode 369 to learn why we love Keepa and how it's such a great, unique tool for Amazon sellers. But if you can learn to look at a Keepa chart and recognize stuff that was a hot seller till it went out of stock and you're able to one the one that's able to bring it back, that can be a very hot ASIN to jump on top of. Absolutely. So you're saying you're using TA to help you find those too. Yes. Yeah. That's great stuff. Those are hard to find without TA because like I said, you're gonna you're gonna look at a normal keep of thing, you're gonna say this thing isn't selling, but because you gotta go back and look at it before like 90 days or something like that. Right. You gotta go back further. Correct. Yeah. So if you go to a year view, you might be able to see that the thing is like then then it goes up like that. And then mm-hmm. if you know if you go back, but most people are probably first looking at something, they're not going back a year. Most people yeah. go back a year when they look at something and it looks like it's promising, then they may go back a year, but they don't start going back a year. Yes. So you I, could do that if you wanted to manually source. If you're on, uh, and the way to see that, just to, to talk it through a little bit, if if you're on Keepa, you're looking at a product and you've put the ASIN into Keepa, you're doing some research on a listing and and you see, typically you only see 30 or 90 days. You want to go back and look at a year or even longer, the longest possible time period. And if you see what, like Joe just indicated, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw him kind of wave his finger up and down, like up and down movement on the rank means the product's selling a lot. You can count the number of drops. But what if all of a sudden the rank goes from bumping up and down to just shoots up to the top of the chart, meaning no one's buying any of it and it's ranked so high that you probably won't even pay any attention to it. If that happens suddenly and the number of sellers drops as well, and you're looking at that product right in front of you, I can get my hands on this product. There's no sellers and the rank is terrible. You might ignore it. Well, no, don't ignore it because you could be bringing back a product that used to be hot that's just now showing back up, serving on that ASIN. So that's the best I can do verbally. It's probably easier to show an example of that. But if you learn to recognize those and pull those out, you, you can look at a keep a chart if you just look further enough back on the history and learn to recognize that pattern for sure. Man, this is good stuff. A lot of good practical tips, a great story. Let, tell us a little bit more about your business. Are you comfortable sharing some numbers? Sure. Uh, let's see. I made notes of all these things. Let's see. So an hour a day, guy. You take the weekends off? Well, it's, it's more... Less than the hour. The hours, the hours are the days that uh, I have to replenish those OA items that come in the door. If I just have to do some uh, sourcing, the uh, tactical arbitrage is doing pretty much all the work. But the past 30 days, I sold uh, 38000 with a 24% profit margin and a 35% ROI. Now, that's, that's mainly higher than probably your normal is because uh, it's mostly uh, a lot of high uh, ROI uh, OA items that I've been doing as I'm switching over to doing like through distributors and stuff, my margins are going down, obviously, because surprisingly, wholesale has a much lower ROI than OA. Now, you would think the opposite. You would think if you could buy things cheaper wholesale than you could buy like retail, but that's not true. Walmart and uh, other places seem to sell cheaper than you could typically buy from uh, a wholesaler or a distributor. The only difference is you don't have the quantity limitations when you're buying from a wholesaler or, or a uh, distributor. So that's the advantage. You don't have to go out to all these different places or get Walmart yelling at you because you bought too much or Target closing your account or, you know, those kind of issues. Right. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that from others. Yeah. It's hard to beat retail as far as margins go. Some of the but, stuff that I sell has 200% uh, ROI on them, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, they require a lot of work. Again, also, if you deal with the distributors and stuff, they, they sometimes will do the prepping for you and 
and take care of all the work, which is what I'm trying to get to. I'm a late, I'll be honest. I'm a lazy guy. <laughs> I can find some way to automate something. So I don't have to do anything. That's uh, that's what I look for. And you know, I, I just did some quick math. I don't know if you've ever done it before. Now, have you done some math on your hourly no. net profit? No, I'm assuming half an hour a day being generous. You're saying okay, 15, that's, that's good average, half an hour a day. You're making about 600 bucks an hour net. Nice. Not bad, huh? Imagine if I worked harder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's not bad. Not too shabby, man. Yeah. Wow. So what else do you do with your time? I uh, Typically, I watch a lot of TV and wait for the computer to make a binging noise, meaning I got to go look at something. <laughs> <laughs> or, I, or I go on vacation a lot. Unfortunately, you, during COVID, that kind of reduced the vacation time. But you know, I, I now we're going to have get some back into that again. We're going to have some conversations about some of these systems you've built, not now, but in the coming days, weeks, months. If it's things that could be scaled out to more people besides you that could benefit from them, as you've thought through some of these, you've got that engineering, technical programmer's mind, which I've got a fair amount of myself. So we could we could probably make some progress pretty fast and think through: is this scalable, or is this kind of like this is my secret sauce? I'm not going to tell anybody. You know, but but some of that's going to be fairly interesting territory to explore, I would think. And okay. uh, it's such a blue ocean opportunity. What would you say to someone that says, ah, I think it's getting saturated? What would you say? What's your perspective on that? I have no problems finding new things all the time or replenishing things. I, that's definitely not a problem for me. Yeah. I, mean, if you, I would say if you probably only saw source at Walmart, that probably could become a thing. because everybody If you only a- source Walmart food? Or only source Walmart, whatever section you like, and that's it. Yeah, you're going to run into some other people. Uh, right. But even you Walmart, run into the same thing when you're doing tactical arbitrage. If you only source from the the number one and two stores like that are on there, yeah, everybody else using tactical arbitrage is going to find the same thing. But sure, as you, as the course comes out, you're going to go into the ways you can get around that. There's definitely ways to get around that. Or build relationships like you've done. I mean, that's what you've done. Here, here you are, an introvert. You went to Vegas, talked to people. You did what you had to do. You didn't like it. Well, I didn't really do a lot of it. talking, believe me. I didn't spend more than five minutes probably with every, every, <laughs> I was, you know, I had a list of questions. I asked these questions and I kind of moved on. I, you know, then I went back and the next day when I went to buy stuff, I probably still didn't spend too much time, maybe 15 minutes when I went to buy the stuff. Cause then yeah. I had to set up an account and that kind of stuff. But. Right. Right. Sure. But you did the work, man. You got out of your comfort zone a little bit. You did the work. Right. Exactly. Just some huge. I'll say this, the, the quality of the content of the tips we've provided today doesn't match your enthusiasm level. <laughs> You're such a laid back, matter of fact, you could be reading the ingredients off a box of pasta, but you're dropping truth bombs, man. You're just dropping these big, exciting new strategies. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're challenging me and some of the thought processes I have, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in hearing what else you're up to next and, and uh, what else we could learn from you. You're an emerging leader in the community for sure. And you're just a no fluff kind of guy, man. <laughs> I'm excited to get you plugged into some more roles around here if you're interested. And we, and we can talk offline afterwards or, or later about that. But I think it's going to really resonate. One thing I can say, Ed, is you're going to have a lot of people reach out to you <laughs> and say, hey, man, oh we, what's up with this? Hey, hello. Just <laughs> send them back into the group. Yeah, we're working on some stuff. Man. What was my name? John Smith? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not using his real name today. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, you could use my real name, Ed Newman. Yeah, I know, man. It, and, it's, and you already alluded to it earlier. You know, the nice thing is we've got thousands of people with this 
you know, they're succeeding, they're building business, they're there to help. And so it's not like all on one person, but when we do have a new podcast episode like this, it tends to resonate with a certain number of people and they're going to be reaching out, send them back our way. We'll, we'll work something out with you, man. But uh, what else is on your mind? Any other tips or strategies? We've hit some really good stuff today. Well, um, mention one other thing, but it's not really going to be of much help to probably anyone else, but uh, it'll, it'll make people look harder. I recently found a distributor who only sells to FBA sellers. Their entire inventory is tied to specific ASINs on Amazon. They buy from like 20 distributors and they give you like a list of all of those things merged and you can search through their list by ROI, profit, rank, meltable, all kinds of stuff like that. It reduces your sourcing time to like five minutes. It's just crazy. So you just got to get out there and look for, just got to hunt for new stuff every day. And if you hunt long enough, you're going to find some stuff. I do have some other things I was going to leave as some tips. Uh, when I used to do uh, RA, uh, retail arbitrage, some of the stores that I used, and I don't mind sharing them because I'm not doing our retail arbitrage anymore, are Big Lots and Michaels. I found some amazing deals in those stores. And not that, I don't think too many people are sourcing those stores. Did you, uh, with remind me, yeah, Big Lots gives you a detailed receipt. Michael's is like the arts and crafts kind of stuff, right? Correct. Primarily. I believe that they gave a a, a, it, a detailed receipt. Also, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, just get, you, you have to be careful. I just want to make sure we're correct. Right. Yeah, like, like like a TJ Maxx. If they just give you a receipt with dollar net figures on it, what a lot of people will do is they'll take a picture of the product and the price tag and the receipt all together. It's kind of like their evidence. And I've heard that because in the instance where Amazon says, hey, we need proof that this is actual legitimate item bought from a legitimate retailer or so that you show the chain of custody here, make sure you're not selling counterfeit goods. It's good to have that receipt that's itemized out. If you can't do that, take a picture of the item. And we really, we stay away from stores that don't do that. But yeah, right, the, yeah. the stores that you've mentioned, but I mean, I, I'm convinced that any retail store, Walmart included, we have a good number of Walmart ASINs still in our mix that I'm very excited about that do great for us on a regular basis. And I think maybe regionally, it's a little easier for us to get a hold of here. And in some regions, they're selling out of it constantly. So people jump on Amazon and pay more money for it. You know, it's, it's in every aisle, you know? So yeah, there's opportunity everywhere, but you're, you're likely to stay away from being flooded with other sellers, noticing what you're doing and kind of copying and jumping in the pool, which is fine. That's the nature of replens. I mean, how many of your ASINs, you mentioned what, 250 ASINs? Right. How many of them are you the only seller? There's actually a lot. Are there several? You've kind There's of honed out that territory. Of, There's probably a hundred of them. They're all one brand though. And it's it, this was the stuff that I got from OA. It's not stuff that I got from the distributor. The distributor, you're going to run into people selling. Like that's right. one of my things in TAs. I want to find somebody that has three sellers on it because I don't want yes. to be dealing with, you know, IP complaints and brand. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You but there's other ones I already found out that a couple of ASINs were selling well. And like you alluded to before earlier, I dug deep into this brand and found out there was hardly anybody selling any of these things. They were selling good. No one's selling them. Or there's only people selling them uh, merchant fulfilled. There's no one selling them on FBA. And mm-hmm. kind of like my first year uh, doing it, I made most of my money from just that one brand item being like almost the only FBA seller on it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that advantage. There's one, product, one of our products that comes to mind too. You talk about being the only FBA seller. There's probably 10 or 11 FBM sellers, merchant fulfill sellers who will ship in the product themselves as it sells. We're the highest price. Right, same thing. Yeah, And we're FBA and we're selling it like crazy. 
And some of these things now I'm going to go back and look at because uh, my other tip is going to going to be to to take advantage of this new increase in the uh, small and light thing because right. I think that's going to open up a lot of things, especially if you find a distributor that's going to ship to Amazon for you because you don't want to make a dollar on something that you know that you got to get involved in. But you know, if you can make a, a dollar or two dollars on something that the distributor is going to ship them direct to Amazon, then that's you know easy stuff. And some of these things that I was just telling you about, some of those were like I'm selling for like eight dollars and ninety nine cents. So it's too too pricey before at the $8 threshold, but now at the $10 threshold, that's going to put it like another dollar, dollar or two in my pocket for each item. So that's, yeah. We should probably do a little mini lesson real quick, not dive too deep in the weeds, but the small and light program with Amazon, basically they're saying, Hey, it's a really small and light, like it sounds product. We're going to reduce our FBA fees dramatically for you. So if you sold it as a typical FBA item with a typical fee structure, there's no one making any money on anything under $10 with that fee structure. Well, with a small and light program, once you enroll the ASIN in the small and light, now the fees drop so far that, yeah, you're paying a dollar or two for this item. You're selling it for eight or nine bucks. Amazon's only charging you a couple bucks under small and light. Now there's two or three bucks you can make in there on that product, potentially, that you couldn't make if it was just a typical ASIN under the typical fee schedule. Correct. That's the general overview and you can play with the numbers, but it just bumped from $8 up to 10. And they reduce some of the other requirements before also. You can also have something up to three pounds, which is a big change from what it was before. And also you previously had to ship them in like case packed, where now you don't have to ship them. You can just ship them the same way you ship everything else. You can take stuff that's in your inventory and upload a spreadsheet of all the ASINs that you want to be converted to small and light. All night. And and you're done. They'll convert it. One One of the things I got to do today because it just started today. Yeah, that's right. It did as we're recording this. Now, people aren't going to hear it until probably into May, but here we are towards the end of April and they just launched that program. So it's a good time to be looking at those products priced that are selling on Amazon for between eight and $10 under three pounds, small and light. You could easily take something you're selling now for $11, reduce it to $9.99 and make more money on it. Exactly. Great. Now, now that's thinking like an engineer. I love it. And also be the cheapest guy in the listing until everybody else changes their price. Yes, absolutely. So they've been able to be like, why is this guy selling it for so cheap? How's he making exactly. any money? Well, he's he making any money at 9.99. And later I said, oh man, I didn't small and light up. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, well, I love it, man. You've given, given us some really good stuff to think about today and uh, a lot of good content for people to, to comb through. And you're making at least 600 bucks an hour net, if anyone asked. <laughs> I did good. my math right. I did it Let's really not tell quick the IRS that. <laughs> not a bad gig, man. Well, I have a feeling we'll be talking again, my friend. I really okay, appreciate Jim. you hanging out with us today. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna talk you into being there in August too. I'm going to do everything I can to get you there. All righty. The Proven Conference. But I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second. And uh, hey, hope you had as much fun as I did today. This is yep, the kind of guy I can enjoyable. Just, Hope to talk again soon. Oh man, we will hang in there for just a second with me, man. Okay. Wrap this one up, but Hey listener, thank you for spending your time with, with Ed and I, it was a really good time today for me. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And like Ed has shared today, several things for you to go research and, and kind of do. I've got a little bit of homework. I feel like I need to do with my team. Even he's just a wealth of knowledge, but if you want to hear more great episodes like this, I encourage you scroll back in time on this podcast of the last 200 episodes, I would say 180 of them are interviews with people who are succeeding. Uh, something I loved about Ed's story today was he's tried a bunch of things. Nothing really worked. I mean, some things worked for a while and then they didn't. This, 
he's excited about as excited as Ed gets. And <laughs> yeah, it's really course. taken off. No, yeah, the Proven Amazon course is uh, my favorite course I've ever taken. I love listening to these podcasts. Whenever I'm in the car, uh, I always l- listen to them. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for the plug, Ed. Yeah, Proven Amazon course. That's that's where you need to go if you're ready to get started, ready to get started down this road. There's always more to learn. There's always new ways to expand and grow, but the basics are fairly simple stuff and we'd love to help you through that. So, all right, Ed, once again, man, great job today. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, thanks. Yeah, God bless you and all the business building warriors out there. We're in your corner. I'll have another great episode for you again real soon. We'll talk to you then. Hey, thanks for listening today. One last thing before we wrap up, a quick reminder. Now that this episode is over, get over to theprovenconference.com and get your tickets for the event coming up August 12th through 14th, 2022. Your fellow listeners to this show are going to be there. Successful students that you've heard interviewed on this podcast, they're going to be there. Over 60 coaches from our team, they're going to be there. This is an incredible event. You cannot afford to miss it. It's an incredible investment in the future success of not just your business, but those vital relationships that you need. We talk about all the time. This will propel your life and your business forward. You're going to benefit tremendously from this. Do not miss this opportunity. We've done it multiple times in the past. Over 98% of all attendees say yes, I'm coming back. The event gets bigger and better every single time. Theprovenconference.com. There's a link in the show notes. We want you to be there. Do not miss this. We'll see you there. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.